Thank you for joining us for this recent message from Freedom Ministries in Crossit, Arkansas. Connect with us online at freedomministriescrossit.com and let us know what God is doing in your life through this ministry. Now prepare your heart to hear a word that we pray will bless your life. special guest is going to be on the line today and someone that had just moved home that we we prayed home and I just asked her to share a little bit but I want to start off with prayer and and just worshiping the Lord for a minute and uh, welcoming everybody this is Apostle Angie from CrossFit and uh, we just we're so glad that we get this time together every week and um, when we were going to start going Facebook live one of our I call them members on the prayer line, um, asked, please don't quit Tuesday prayer line. They said they love it. They said things happen to them uh, while they're on the line, that repentance comes into their heart and that they are changed and that sometimes they're just completely different. Uh, They see differently when they get off the line. And I just want to give God all the glory for that because That's one thing that I wanted to talk about today was being thankful. You know, um, when I was in prayer the other day, the Spirit of the Lord said, you can't be complaining and thankful at the same time. And I've just been meditating on that. I can't be complaining and gripey and ungrateful and grateful at the same time. So, um the scripture to back that up is Philippians four six, and we've been we've been praying about finances, and um, we this weekend we were able to uh, some of our members to give a car away. And one reason I didn't put that on the Facebook who did it is because they they kind of wanted to be quiet about it. So uh, yes, I want to give them honor for that, but also I wanted to respect their wishes. But I told them I said if if we don't tell people, then where does God may get the glory from a few people? You know, a few people might know about it. But when you spread it on uh, Facebook Live and and through the church and through the city and through the state, um, he gets more glory. And my nephew said, uh, he said, well, I don't, I don't know about if I'd want anybody to know. I said, well, they, they didn't care if anybody knew. I said, but. But the reason we let people know that it was done, one of the main reasons is because people pray all the time. They lay on their face. I see them do it here five, six days a week, all day long. And if they never hear the good out of that prayer, then where's the motivation? You know, you've got to, you have to see rewards, the spoils that we get out of going to war. Amen. So that was not to puff us up. I asked God today, I said, what is the reason that we would give thanks and tell everybody what you did and, and the real motivation of my heart? And it is to give God glory. It is to expand his word. It is to grow in the faith. And uh, so that's something that I'm really, really meditating on is uh, like the leper. There was only one that came back and gave glory to God. And the Bible says that he was everywhere whole, that he he was made whole. But but where was the other nine, you know? And we can say all kind of reasons why we don't. But most of the time, if we don't come back and give thanks, it's because giving thanks is humbling. I have to actually act like I had a need to come and thank you for meeting my needs. (laughs) So giving thanks humbles us, and it's a powerful weapon. And the Bible says in Philippians 4, 6, he says, anxious for nothing but by uh, prayer and supplication with thanksgiving make your request known unto God and the peace of God will come upon you so um, he tells us right there to to not just come to prayer this is a prayer line not to just come to prayer with our need but to come with thanksgiving come with thanksgiving in our heart because somebody say we can't be complaining and thankful at the same time. What I actually wrote down is I'm too grateful to be unthankful. I'm just too grateful to be unthankful. Amen. I'm just thankful for what God's doing in our life. I'm thankful for for the miracles. I'm thank you for the breakthroughs and the, the wisdom and the knowledge and understanding of him. 
And I am thankful for the spoils, and I'm not going to hide that I am. I'm thankful for the spoils because when they fought battles, they brought in the spoils. One of those battles, it took them three days to bring in the spoils. So we see in Acts 2 where they were, they everything was common. You know, they sold their land and brought it to the apostle and said, here, distribute this money to where the people's needs can be met. So God is not shy about meeting our needs. God is not shy about coming on the scene and coming in. And he did that for the children of Israel because he wanted them to know that he was God. He was Jehovah Jireh, their provider. He was the great I am. And the same today, he wants to come in and meet your need. He wants to come in and meet our needs financially, spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, not just salvation, not just deliverance, but financial breakthroughs. And so this is our third week of prayer on finances. And until I really, I, I do see fruit and I do see, um, I see provision coming in. But until I feel that final breakthrough in the finances of the people that's in our uh, sphere of prayer and uh, that, that, that God has called us to, to pray over, I want to see a breakthrough. I want to see a breakthrough in your uh, life. I want to see jobs. I want to see promotions. I want to see people that need a place to live. I want to see people with air conditioner. You know, when I worked for the pharmacy, I had to go out and give medicine to the sick and the elderly. And you would be surprised, you know, even in our hometown, just how many of those elderly people sit by a fan right in their face because they did not have no electricity, no air conditioning. And so I've been out a little bit today and I see how hot it is. And uh, so we want we want to be able to meet the needs like Jesus. He he met the needs of the people and he's here to meet your need on this prayer line. There's an anointing. There's Pastor Casey Sunday. I told him when he got up sharing the, the gospel and the finances for the offering, if we won't shut that down at that time and we'll get involved, then a breakthrough will come in our life. God will speak to us and and I like to give in that flow. And the anointing was all over him when he gave the offering Sunday. So I want us to be mindful of those times. Because the Bible says that we'll, we'll uh, reap 30, 60, or 100-fold. So when we know it's 100-fold uh, that the plowing's been done. See, he has an anointing because he's lived it. He has an anointing in finances, on finances. And it's because he's lived it. And so because he's lived that, that he can help someone else. So when he takes some offerings up, pay attention, you know, pay attention. And I told him, I said, there was anointing on you last week too, and that, that I gave it, I gave it all. Day. I want to give some more, but anyway, just be mindful of giving and don't turn God off. Don't turn him off when he starts talking about money through somebody because we need a revelation. We need a revelation to be grateful, to be thankful. Somebody say I'm too grateful to be unthankful. Hallelujah. I am too grateful to be unthankful. Let's look at 2 Timothy 3, 2 and 5. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 2 Timothy. Thank you, Jesus. We know in the word that the, the children of Israel complained a lot. And He, God said, you know, everything that you've griped about, everything you've complained about, I'm going to give it to you. You want to go back into Egypt and eat the... Uh, you didn't like the manna, you want to go back and eat that stuff here, I'm going to give you plenty, and it's going to get all in your teeth. And <laughs> because he can't stand a griping, complaining spirit. He said it's better for a man to live on the housetop, the roof of a housetop, than to live with the griping woman. That's pretty bad, isn't it? So God don't want his bride, Jesus don't want his bride griping either. Second Timothy 3, 2 and 5. Hallelujah. For men, this is what's supposed to be coming in the last days. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy. So we see right here unthankful is in the list. And let me read on with the rest of these. <laughs> Unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God having a form of godliness, but denying its power. From such people, turn away. He says to, you know, don't even hang around the ungrateful. Don't even hang around the unthankful. 
get get around somebody that's so grateful, they're just so thankful for what God's done in their life because we uh, we look at Psalms 136 and uh, we're going to start with verse 1 and I'm just going to kind of go through it a little bit fast. We'll see how much he he talks about being thankful. Amen. Psalms 136.1 Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Oh, give thanks to the God of God. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of Lords, to him who alone does great wonders, to him who by wisdom made the heavens, to him who laid out the earth above the waters, to him who made great lights, the sun to rule by day, the moon and stars to rule by night, to him who struck Egypt in their firstborn and brought out Israel from among them with a strong hand and with an outstretched arm. I can feel the Holy Ghost. To him who divides the Red Sea in two and made Israel pass through the midst of it, but overthrew Pharaoh and his army in the Red Sea. To him who led his people through the wilderness. To him who struck down great kings and slew famous kings and the king of the Amorites and the king of Og and gave their land as a heritage, a heritage to Israel, his servant, who remembered us in our lowliest state, who rescued us from our enemies, who gives food to all flesh. Oh, give thanks to the God of heaven. Hallelujah. Can we just give him thanks today? We give you praise. We thank you, Lord. We come before your presence with singing. We enter your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. I heard a minister say one time, and it changed my life. He said a lot of people's prayers don't even go past the ceiling because they don't give thanks. So let's read. Let's find the scripture on that right now. Um, Psalms. I think it's Psalms 100. Let me see. Psalms 100. Mm-hmm. It sounds funny because I can't hear y'all. I know y'all shouting, though. I believe y'all are shouting about this Thanksgiving. I am too grateful to be unthankful. Hallelujah. I am too grateful to be unthankful. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 100, 1 through 5. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. That's enough to be thankful about right there, isn't it? We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Well. That's why we say, me and Zeke, well, we enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. He told us twice in that same verse to be thankful two times right there. For the Lord is good. Why are we thankful? Because he is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures to all generations. Hallelujah. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. So this ministry was ministering this, and he said, a lot of people's prayers, he don't know if they go past the roof because they go in with their needs. They just go in, God, God, do this. God, do, do you like that when your son or daughter does that to you? You know, just give me, give me, give me, give me. And he says, uh, enter into his gate. So you're coming before the king of kings in your prayer life. You're coming before him. And, and yes, we all have needs. We all have petitions. We all have requests. So we're going to come before God and we're going to tell him who he is. We're going to just magnify his name and thank him for what he's already done, like David did. He said, I know I can take that, John, because I've killed the lion and the bear with God on my side. So so we go to him and we just start telling him. He said he inhabits the praises of his people. So if we want God to come on our behalf, we want him to come into the midst of our situation. We want him to come enter in heaven into earth and uh, not just entering from heaven to earth, but enter into our circumstances, then let's do, let's see what he says. Let's enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. That means I go before and thanking him before I ever request anything from him. Amen. Let's look at Philippians 4, 6 one more time because that's what it says too. It says, uh, be anxious for nothing. So when you're coming to prayer, you know, with your finances, because, I mean, that's a big need in America and all over the world. It's, it's just a big need. Be anxious for nothing, the word says, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. 
so we come before him and we thank him for what we already have. We thank him. Romans says to call things that be not as though they were. So I thank him. God, I thank you that there's plenty of food. I thank you, God, that there's plenty of air. I thank you. You know, I lay in the bed and I thank him for a bed. Thank him for a pillow. Thank him for covers. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. Thank you, God. Thank you for salvation, God, the greatest gift. Thank you, Jesus. We enter your gates with thanksgiving, Lord. And then we enter to your courts, God. We have to thank you. So our prayers go past the surface. So our prayers go on into the deeper areas, the most holy place, Lord. We thank you that there's a protocol to to finding you, Lord. You said to ask and receive. Seek and find and knock and it'll be open to us. You know, seeking's a little deeper than asking and knocking's a little deeper than seeking. So, God, we just thank you, Lord. We enter in with thanksgiving and courts with praise, God. We just magnify your name, Lord. We love you today. We glorify you. We thank you for our children. We thank you for our health. We thank you for our finances, Lord. We thank you for our finances today, God. Hallelujah. We give God praise. Thank you, Jesus. Can we unmute everybody and let's just thank him for a minute? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Command that spirit of poverty to break and to fall down. 
those generational curses that's followed us all our lives, that our daddy and our mama and our towns maybe never seem to come out of God. Help us to come out of that place, Lord. Help us to come out of that place where we complain and we gripe and we're we're upset all the time about our circumstances. Help us to rise above it, Lord. Help us to be too grateful to be unthankful. Help us to be too grateful to be unthankful. I can't be ungrateful. I can't be grateful and unthankful at the same time. It's impossible. Thank you. I'll just say mouth blessing and cursings come, but my the Lord says it shouldn't be that way in James, that we can't have bitter and sweet coming out of our mouths. God, I thank you that the double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, and let him not think he'll receive anything of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that we come into a place of fellowship with you, that we're just so grateful, God. We're just so grateful. We're like that one leper that comes back. We're like that one that's not too powerful to come back and humble ourselves and give you an offering and thank you for what you've done, Lord. You said in the word there was thanksgiving offerings. Sometimes we just need to thank you and give you an offering, God. Hallelujah. We give you praise for it, God. We thank you for it. And so, Tiffany, I would like you to share a little bit of whatever God's given you and uh, just... just uh, Take your liberty. I love you. I just want to give God praise. Lord, you are such a good God, and you are so full of mercy. And I do thank you, Lord, for not leaving me in the gutters, God. I thank you, God, for bringing me out, God, and setting my feet on a high place, God. You are such a good God. Lord, I just give you praise. I give you praise. I just want to talk a little bit about what Pastor was talking about, about um giving our offering and being grateful to God. I know that I was reading in Psalms, it's Psalms 91, and it's in uh, Psalms 91:14, and it says, Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will call, I will be with him in trouble, and I will deliver him and honor him with long life satisfy him and show him my salvation and what the Lord spoke to me about was the same thing that pastor was saying when you have a child that all they say is give me give me give me give me then you're going to give it to them because they're your child but what about the child who comes and crawls in your lap the child who just wants to spend time with you the child who's just in love with you the child who just just follows you around wants to go where you go and just just always 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 whether they're good or they're bad they just they just want to be with you there's nothing that you would for a child like that. He said, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. In my life, I have not been good. I have not done everything right. But one thing that I always have done is I run to my father. I cry out to my father. I tell my father what I've done. And my father has always shown me favor in every situation. It may not look like it to everybody else, but I have favor in the prisons. I have favor outside every. I go when all my friends dying around me, when things are happening that should be on me. He said, A thousand spots at your right side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Sometimes I say, Lord, why are they being blessed, God? God, why are they getting this, God? And He reminds me. Only with your eyes shall you see that. And for me not to be doing that, I shouldn't look on another servant of God's because who am I to say what his other servants get? It's not my business. They're his children. But he tells me that if I will give to him, if I will just give him my heart and, and giving him finances, God doesn't need my money. God has all the money in the world he needs. Where does my loyalty lie? Where is my heart at in my money? Is it more important to me than giving it to the Lord when I feel feel the anointing or I feel the need that someone else needs it, where is my loyalty lie? I want it to lie with the Lord because it means nothing. This world is passing and it means nothing. I just want to give God praise. Everything that he has done for me and I'm so undeserving. I know that whenever I was working um, waitressing in Jonesboro, there would be days when some girls would only make 20 and $30 in tips a day. I never left there with less than $100 because I tied off my tips every day. And when I make good, I throw God extra money just because, because it was his money anyway. And I wanted nobody else to see. I wanted him to see 
Lord, I love you. This means nothing to me, but you mean everything to me. When I was in prison and I didn't have anything, God always provided for me out of out of nothing. There was nothing, and he always made something. Maybe I didn't have money to sow, but he, I would sow with other people. I would sow my time. I would sow my prayer, and not because of nothing I did, because I'm so great, but because the Holy Spirit in me burns and yearns in me to see the lost and the broken, and he breaks my heart with the hearts of other people's brokenness. And the Lord honors those things. So even if you don't have money to give, give the Lord your time. Give him your heart. That's all he wants. He said, David was a man after my own heart. That's why he loved David so much. David did all kinds of stuff, as have I. But the Lord loved David because David loved the Lord. That's why David was so special to God. And I believe with all my heart that that that's why he is so he's so merciful to his children that are in love with him. He's so good to us, not because of anything we did, because we mess up all the time, but because he looks at our hearts and he sees that we are in love with him, utterly and madly in love with Jesus Christ. And I just praise him for that. I praise you, God. I thank you for that, Jesus, that you don't look like man looks, God, but you look upon our hearts, God. You look into the hearts of us, God. You see the things that nobody else sees, God. You know what no one else knows, God, and I just praise you for that. And um, I just I just want to encourage y'all in that. And it doesn't matter how man thinks it should be. Pastor hit everything the nail on the head. It is all a heart issue with God. It is not a rule. It is not a religion. It is a heart issue with God. He doesn't want us doing things for him because we have to do it. You can do it all day long because you have to do it, and there's nothing behind that. But the heart behind it is what makes it beautiful to him. Because it could be a little or a lot, but it's your heart behind it that makes it so beautiful to him. The heart behind our praise is what makes it so beautiful to him. When we adorate him and we worship him and we raise our hands and tell him, thank you, Jesus, because I should have died, God. My child shouldn't be here, God. But because you're good and your mercy for me, Lord, you made a way out of no way, God. A heart of praise, a real praise, does some things. And I just want to thank him for that. Pastor, that's all I have. Okay. Thank you. That is so beautiful, Tiffany. I'm so glad. I told her, I said, we were praying for about two weeks. Her name kept coming up, and then I saw she's back in town. So, amen. We thank all the prayer warriors and thank her for obeying God. Amen. So, we're going to look a little bit more. We're going to look at, uh, let's look at Numbers chapter 11. I won't spend a whole lot of time on where they complained, but I do want to make a point out of it. Uh, because Hebrews said they didn't enter in because of that. They didn't enter in because of unbelief. So unthankfulness is really um, goes to, to un- unbelief of not having faith in God. Because we walk by faith, not by sight. If we look at everything around us, then we're going to constantly be discouraged. And so we have to focus on the heavenly things and not the earthly things. Amen. So let's look at uh, number. You did great, Tiffany. Thank you. Numbers chapter 11, uh, verse 5. Let's look at that. It says, We remember the fish we ate freely in Egypt. This is the children of Israel after they have been brought out of bondage. It would be like you and I that's been sitting in bondage all our life, and then God leads us out and delivers us. And, and we're, we know we're living for him, and, and days go by, weeks, months, years, and all of a sudden we get a little gripey. Somebody say, I'm too grateful to be unthankful. Hallelujah. Too grateful to be unthankful. Numbers chapter 11, verse 5. We remember the fish which we ate freely in Egypt, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, the garlic. But now our whole being is dried up. There's nothing at all except this manna before our eyes. Lord Jesus, help us. Now the manna was like corner seed in its colors, and it's telling you about the manna, and they gathered it all together, and they griped about it. You know. So let's go look at, uh, let's look at verse 12. Moses says, did I conceive all these people, God? Did I beget them that you should say to me, carry them in your bosom as a guardian carries a nursing child to the land which you swore to their fathers? Where am I to get meat to give all these people? For they weep all over me saying, give us meat, give us meat. I'm not able to hear it, bear it anymore, God, because the burden is too heavy. 
And if and if you treat me like this, please kill me now. If I got to listen to this griping Moses saying, just kill me now. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I know God has felt that way about me, so I'm pointing a finger at myself. If I have found favor in your sight and do not let me see my wretchedness, oh, God, help me, Lord. Now, let's go over here to verse 19. God gets so, he gets so provoked uh, about this that verse 19, he tells them, he says, you shall eat not one day, nor two days, nor five days, nor 10 days, nor 20 days. Is there somebody out there that you you want your old life back? You want what you had when you was in bondage? If it's obesity, you want that again? To just sit there and eat 80 Oreos in three days? You want that again? That's what he's saying. You you are not grateful that I brought you out and you're constantly wanting what you had. He says, that's that's ungrateful. That's That's unthankful. You shall eat not one day nor 20 days, but verse 20 says, but for a whole month. Until it comes out of your nostrils and becomes loathsome to you, because you have despised the Lord who is among you and have wept before him, saying, Why did we ever come up out of Egypt? So he's saying, I'm going to give you what you want. I'm going to give it to you. That's that's kind of life you want to live until you, you know, until you get grateful again. Amen. Uh, let's look at, uh, let me see if I got 12 to 15. I got all the scriptures. Yes. All right. Now, let's go to Numbers chapter 20. Let's see what they did here. Remember, these people didn't enter in, just Josh and Caleb and their children, because they were so ungrateful. And so we we have to look at, what do I say every day? What am I, God, why you got me in this town? Why I got to stay in that church? God, why why can't I move to New York? Why? Why I got to give my life for you? Why I got to? That's usually complaining. Amen. Uh, let's look at uh, Numbers chapter 20. Look again at their complaint. Verse 2, it says, The congregation, they was complaining there was no water for them, so they gathered together against Moses and Aaron. And the people contended with Moses, spoke, saying, If only we had died with our brethren, died before the Lord. Why have you brought up the assembly of the Lord into this wilderness that we and our animals should die here? I'm sorry about the noise. I don't know what that is. Sorry. Um, if someone does know what that is, would you mind just uh, hitting the, the mute button so we don't hear the background? Please. Thank you. So why have you brought us to this assembly? They're saying, yeah, you brought us out, but why you brought us here? That's like God saving our children, and then we don't like when they go to church. So what we do, we get all messed up, get get all in it, and get them out, because we'd rather have them out than where we didn't want them. Or maybe we pray for our families. God, save my family, save my family, save my family. One day, a nephew walks through the door, but it wasn't our son, so that's not what we wanted, so we really don't thank God for that. But God, it wasn't this one. It wasn't Caleb. It wasn't Caleb, it was Chris, it, it was the nephew instead of the son, and, and we don't even see what he just did, because maybe through the nephew, the son will get saved. Amen? Verse 5 said, Why have you made us come out of Egypt to bring us to this evil place? It's not a place of grain. They called the manna evil. <laughs> they called God's provision evil. It's not a place of grain or figs or vines or pomegranates, nor is there any water to drink. So Moses and Aaron, instead of complaining and griping, I love what they did. Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly to the door of the tabernacle of meeting and fell on their faces, and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. Then the Lord spoke to him, Moses, and told him to speak to the rock. But you know, Moses, the people, had provoked him so many times, so much. He just wanted to give them what they wanted. And the Bible says that God told him to speak to the rock and water would come out and it would it would yield water. But he's going to make sure water come out so he can quit hearing them cry. So it says he struck the rock. And God said, because you did this, Moses, you're not going to enter in. That seems harsh, don't it? Like uh, with all the other things that Moses did. But, but the people and the people around you will complain so much about you go to church that much. Why don't you know? Why don't you? Why don't you just be carnal like us? And it don't take all that. 
you can you can have all of it. You don't have to just sell completely out, and they can just provoke you and pro- provoke you until you become like them, because that's really what they're after. If they're persecuting persecuting your walk with God, if someone is saying we don't like the way you do it because uh, you don't do it our way. You're not a good aunt. You're not a good uncle. You're not a good grandma because you're just too you're just too overboard with Jesus. You're you don't do it our way, so you're not good. And I and I've been praying about that, and God remind me of that scripture. And uh, because people that control, you can do it their way, and then they're not going to like that either. So the only, especially the 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 uh, sold out ones, the ones that want to be the remnant. The only choice you have and I have is to sell out or compromise. I'll just tell you, sell out and compromise. And, and and your family might not like it. They might not support you and say, come on, let's go forward. Let's move up. I was watching TBN last night. I think it was recorded, but but it was uh, T.D. Jakes and a couple more on there. And they were and and the one that's been uh, been preaching for Joe Osteen. I forgot his name, the funny one, but he. He said that the church didn't want him to move up, but it's not just church; it's family. It's any. It's when you try to get out, uh, meeting out of the control of people of what they want, expect you to be. So on this line, can we just release people? Because the Bible says that that's what happened when uh, when Jesus said to Peter, He said, "Do you love me, Lord?" Yes, Peter. Do you love me? Yes, Peter. Do you love me? I asked him three times, and he said, yes, Lord, you know I do. And he said, be my sheep. Well, it go on, and Peter want to know about John. What's John doing? See, when you try and go up, people will ask you, what are you going to do? You're putting all this responsibility on us now. Uh, that's what Moses did. He got 70 leaders and said, here, I, I got to go up. I got to go. <laughs> I got to go up to the mountain and intercede and pray that, that y'all quit making idols, you know. So uh, no, they don't—they're not pushing you up. Most people are not pushing you up. But I'm saying this to encourage you to go up anyway, because the only option is to compromise and come back down to their level. Let's look at it. Romans one, verse twenty-one. Thank you, Jesus, for helping us, Lord. For those that feel condemned because they want to sell out. For those that are fault, if they're not the 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 ones that sit at home and take care of everybody's grandkids, so they can go off and work, and that then they're called not a good grandmother. For those that just um, don't do it the way people think that we should do it, my cry is is for them, God, and for 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 everybody that's trying to go up to the next level. Help us, Lord, to see that if we don't go up to the next level, our finances won't go up to the next level either. Romans 1, verse 21. Uh, let me see if this is the right one. They knew God. They did not glorify him as God, nor were they thankful. They weren't thankful for the gifts that God had uh, right in front of them. Nor were they thankful, but became futile, in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the corruptible God into an image made like corruptible man. What does that mean? Someone so deep, you know, you can go higher and higher in God. Enoch was, the Bible said he was and then he was not. Where was his sons and his grandchildren and his wife? He was and he was not because he walked so close to God. Verse 23, and change the glory of the incorruptible God, which is not, he's not a uh, natural being. He, and the more him you get, the more of uh, the supernatural that you are and it, that operates through your life. And you can't just keep going back and forth from level to level. I know we live in two worlds. We live in a, uh, we live in a natural and we live in a spiritual world. And we have to learn how to, how to be in both. But I'm talking about cor- controlling spirits that, that won't release you to be you and that they've judged you from from the time they're five and they won't ever let that go they most of the time they don't want to go up so they don't they just blame you and blame you how much can we be blamed for i mean how many times can we repent and say we're sorry 
But a lot of controlling spirits is not the sorry that they want, it's the control. They want you to bow down to them and do it their way. And if you don't, then you're not good. So God, I'm asking you to take that out of our hearts, Lord, to let people be what you called them to be and release them. Because you said right here in your word that they that they tried to bring you down to their level, bring you down like corruptible man and and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness and the lust of their hearts. This is what he does to people that, that do that. He brings them down to uh, dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. For this reason, verse 26, God gave them up to vile passions for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also, the men leaving the natural use burned in the lust for another. In other words, he brought them down. He said, I'm going to turn you over to a reprobate mind. Verse 28 says why he did that. Even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. You ever been to lunch with people? I mean, I, I experienced this a lot. They are so mad at you for talking about God while you're eating dinner because they don't want God all the time. And you need to quit talking about him because we get enough of him at church. We don't want that much God. We want both. We can have both. We Shut up. We've heard it enough. We've heard it all day long. There's the world too. Let's talk about the world. Let's Let's be in the middle here. But I found out... I found out when God was taking me to a new level one time, I was selling Avon, and I and, and Mama was going to ask me to preach every Wednesday. And I'm not saying you can't do things. I'm saying we have to ask the call of God on our lives, though. There are people that God, maybe they can't. Maybe they can't sell Avon and preach the gospel at the same time. I was one of them. I am single-minded, and I need to, you know, work in some areas. But I just remember what happened to me because... On Monday is when I would hand out the, the gifts, and I had like 75, you know, 75 people that bought from me. And I was putting different lipsticks in different bags, giving them wrong stuff, and just I was in between the natural and the spiritual is what I was because my whole heart was was on that Wednesday night, on that Wednesday night. Oh, I got to get that word for Wednesday night. I got to get that breakthrough for Wednesday night. And so I couldn't think, I couldn't function in that natural realm like that. And so I asked Pastor Pinson, I said, I don't know what to do. I said, I, you say, well, you could have waited till Wednesday and got your word. Well, I might have could have, but I was a baby. I didn't know how. And this is what, this is what helped me go to the next level. I said, Pastor, I don't, I don't know what this feeling is. It's a strange feeling. I feel like I'm in two places, you know, in between. I'm in between. And she said, Annie, got to pray a little longer. So when people tell you, you, you know, you do too much of things, just so I just added a little bit. I, really, for me, I couldn't do both, and I had to make up my mind. So I, I, you know, surrendered to the call of God and uh, just gave my life to prayer. And so, but if that is you, that that God's saying work, you know, be in the night, he's going to give you the grace to do it. But it wasn't the call of God on my life. So we need to release people. We need to release people because the Bible says you can't serve God and mammon. And I understand we got bills. I understand all that. But I'm saying to you that if you feel God calling you, do not compromise that for money. Do not compromise that. Uh, help, ask him what he wants for you, and if you, if it gets to feeling like you can't do both, it's God calling you up. And I'm talking to people that we use wisdom. We don't just go quit our job and say God's gonna pay our bills. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about God's pulling you up because He said we change from glory to glory. Hallelujah! He's pulling you up, and I just want you to know that you are right when you go up with Him, even if everything else in life is trying to tell you that there's something wrong with you because you want to be close to God. Even if everything else in life is telling you that you're strange, it's not scriptural, you you need to do both. Well, what if you're the kind of person like Elijah? What if you're the kind of person like John the Baptist that lived in the wilderness? What if you're the kind of person that, that has that call that, that uh, don't get a lot of uh, honor for what they do, but they still feel drawn to Jesus Christ to go up in the mountain and pray 
and fast and seek his face. I remember my mom, she had to go through that battle, you know. My dad didn't mind her preaching, but when she wanted to go get deeper in that prayer, he would fight her and fight her and fight her. So, God, we come against that thing today. We see, Lord, that people are trying to pull us down to their level because they don't they don't uh, hear that call for them, maybe, or either they don't want to accept it. But remember, in the Bible, he says, come up hither so I can show you great and mighty things, says, I was on the Spirit on the Lord's day. And you can't be in the Spirit and in the flesh at the same time. And if you're going to pray for people to be set free in miracles, if you want to go that high with God, some of these other things are going to have to go in the name of Jesus. And we're going to have to trust him for our finances. We're going to have to believe him that there'll be a coin in the fish's mouth. We're going to have to believe that if we give, we will receive. We're going to have to uh, walk by faith and not by sight. And God. We just release those, Lord. I know there's pastors. I know there's ministers. I know there's people in the church that maybe their spouses say, you're going to work, you're going to work, you're going to work. And they feel a call of God to lay on their face, Lord, which is a high call. It is a high call to lay on your face and seek the Lord like Moses did so the people weren't destroyed. God, I thank you for helping us today, Lord, for releasing those people from those bondages, bondages from those grasp of men and women that would try to keep them out of the presence of God that would try to say that you're not anything if you don't do it the world's way that you can have the world and God too no you can't you cannot you cannot have the world and God too he said that don't let the lust of this world be the pride of life be be in you we have to surrender those things to God and he will say Okay, you work over here 20 hours a week and you pray 10. Or he'll say, okay, you, you got to support your family 40 hours, 50 hours. But we know men and women that work 80 hours a week and have no time for God. And and, and I just want to come against that thing. See, we thought we were going to be free to, to do more so we could earn more money. The way out of debt is given. It is. It's given. Remember Isaac? He gave, he gave in famine. He gave in famine. I was talking to somebody last night in street ministry and evangelism class. They said, uh, so you want me to do something? I'm broke. I said, that's the ones I want. I want the broke to sow. How they, and I wouldn't ask them for money. I was asking them to do something else. I want, I want the ones that are in famine to sow so they can see that God will come through for them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise, Lord. We know, God, that we're going to reap if we sow, Lord. We thank you that if you care about the birds and you care about us, God, because the birds don't reap or sow. You ever thought about that? The birds don't reap or sow, and God makes sure they have plenty to eat. God, we just thank you. We thank I know I hit some things. I hit some things, but the unthankful and the ungrateful, then, then uh, you know, we're not going to receive from God if we keep complaining. But let's turn our complaints over in thankfulness. Let's come before him with thanksgiving. Let's let's just be grateful that we're not going to hell. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We give you praise. I've been talking to my friend in India, and he's, he said, please, sister, please, would you pray for one of our members since she's deaf and dumb? Would you pray for her ears to open in her mouth so she can speak? Please, sister, please, the next day, you know, Will you pray for this one? The one of their legs is infected. We don't have medicine. Please, sister, please. God, help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. That thing that thinks that we are privileged, that we are privileged and we're supposed to be. Yeah, I am a king and a priest. I am. But that spirit, God, that spirit that thinks it's above everybody else, that it, that uh, the kids are better, everybody's better, you know that has no compassion and no mercy on others, Lord, that just just out for more money and more greed, God. We just ask, God, that you break this spirit out of us, Lord, and we thank you, Jesus. Thank you for showing us to be grateful. Let me read this right here, when, and maybe we can share for a minute. But uh, we're going to read about the lepers. It's awesome. I love it. Luke uh, chapter 17. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We got about ten more minutes. I know y'all been listening a long time. Luke seventeen twelve. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. 
I really feel that anointing on those ones, though, that get fought because they want to pray. They get fought. They get fought because they don't want to, they're just, they feel a pull from God to not be like everybody else, you know, not be of the world. You say we live in it, God, but we're not of it. You say we're aliens, God. Help us to see, Lord, to let people go, to let people be who you called them to be. Thank you for it, God. Luke 17, 12 through 19. Now, we've heard this scripture a lot, but let's look see if we can see a little bit in it different. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. See, we don't mind making our petitions known, but wait, wait, wait. Was there any gratefulness there? I am too grateful to be unthankful. Hallelujah. Let's look a little more. So when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priest. What does that mean? Give an offering? Well, and so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. Didn't we say giving thanks is humble? Giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? Where's the other nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? He said, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Now let's look back at verse 18. Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God? This is why I was telling my friend, Elder Babs, I said, she said, Pastor, don't nobody got to know. And she meant it humbly. And I said, Elder, but we want the people to know that God blessed through their prayers, God answered, you know, so they can be encouraged. But it says right here, see, he says in Revelation, we overcome by the blood and the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Verse 18 says, we turn to give glory to God. That's why we get up and say, God healed me. God set me free. God uh, delivered me. God saved me. God gave me groceries and when I didn't have any. We didn't have no air conditioner, and somebody came over and gave us some. Those, we're returning to give glory to God, and it's humble. So that thing that don't let us get up and do that, you know, I hear testimonies a lot, and I think, God, why don't we get up and tell people? Why don't we get on the prayer line and say, God healed me. God set me free. God delivered me. And I think a lot of us, we just don't know. We hadn't been taught. But it says that one came, he got, uh, his his faith had made him well. I don't know about the other nine. I don't know if they were completely healed. But I know that one was because of his thankfulness. Hallelujah. I'm too grateful to be unthankful. I'm too grateful to be unthankful. I am too grateful to be unthankful, God. I can't be thankful and I can't be uh, ungrateful and thankful at the same time. Hallelujah. Y'all get that word, Philippians 4, 6? I can't be. I can't be unthankful and grateful at the same time. When I'm pray when I'm praying, I'm either gonna be God, why you let this happen? God blaming God, blaming God, blaming our mama, blaming our daddy, or I can say, God, I thank you. I thank you because I'm learning so much in this trial, God. I thank you for what this is doing in my life. Thank you, Jesus, that all things work yes. good for good to them that are called according to his purpose, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that you won't let no weapon form against me or prosper, and every tongue rise up against me will be condemned. I just want to thank you for that today, God. I thank you that you're my father, God, and that you're not going to let anything destroy me or my household, Lord. I give you praise that you protected us this long, God, and we believe that you're going to continue to protect us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I know the roof's leaking, and God, I, don't, I love you, Lord, because you said when the when uh, the enemy comes in like a flood, then the, the Spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against it. God, I thank you today. Hallelujah. Drop, drop, leak, leak. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I give you praise. You, all, you said you take mildew out of my house, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. See what I'm talking about? <laughs> Glory. 
Glory to God. Thank you. Thank you where I'm at in you, God. I thank you, Lord. Thank you for drawing me up higher, higher and higher. Glory to glory, Lord. And I will not settle and will not stay down in the natural realm anymore just because people think I ought to, God. Just because people think I'm not normal, God. Just because people think that I'm not like everybody else, God. Just because people say she's weird, Lord. I'm going to go on and on and further and further because that's what your word tells me to do. And you're the one drawing me anyway. I can't do that for myself anyway. I wouldn't talk about you all the time if, if you wasn't in me to do it, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We come against that when family members persecute us for the gospel because they, they I don't know, they just want to, they want to balance, I guess. I don't, I don't know, but I don't want the world part in me. I don't want the world in me. I want my family. I don't want the world in me, though. Thank you, Jesus. I don't care if I ever do any of that anymore, but I do want to be closer and closer to my family. Help us to find a balance, God. Give you praise. Does anyone have anything to say? I'm too grateful to be unthankful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise, Lord. Magnify your name. We glorify you today, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Casey, will you unmute us so if anyone has anything to say? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. Wonderful, Pastor Wonderful teaching. I'm being Thank grateful. You. And I am too yes, grateful to be unthankful. Hallelujah. I'm too grateful to be unthankful. For Elder, yes, Elder Babs, would you pray over us? Yes, Father, I just give you praise tonight. You are such a wonderful, wonderful Father. We are so grateful that you called us out of darkness, God, and you have placed us in the kingdom of your dear Son. We are so grateful, God, that we are no longer held in bondage in Egypt, God, but you have set us free, and you have given us the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit. I thank you. Thank you for this wonderful teaching, God, on on how to be grateful and thankful to you, for you are the giver of all good and perfect gifts. And we thank you so much, God. And we just lift up everyone that's on this prayer line tonight, Father. We just speak blessings into their lives, God. And we we plead the blood of Jesus on all of those that are trying, Lord, to come up to a new level, Father, and that are being fought by the enemy, God, and those who are supposed to... um, Fight for us, God. We just lift them up in the name of Jesus, and we pray strength into them, God. Strength into them, Lord, that they have everything they need through you to come on up to that new level, God, and give themselves to what you are calling them to do. And we just ask you, Lord, to go with everyone that represent, that's represented on this prayer line tonight, God, that you be with us, that you go with us in the name of Jesus until we meet again on this prayer line. We thank you for it, Father. Thank you in Jesus' name. I just want to share, thank you, Elder. I just want to share that Thursday 5 to 6, we will be Facebook Live again, and then... Um, Friday night, I'll be going to um, his way uh, up there with my friends. Some of them get on the prayer line. And then Saturday morning, uh, Sister Vanessa Jackson asked this is their ninth year anniversary for a prayer line. Uh, uh, Sister Lisa Payne introduced me to her, and um, she asked me to, to be on there uh, to do the, you know, to be her guest on the prayer line. So, and Pastor Casey is preaching on Strongholds Wednesday night. It will be awesome. And we thank God for what everybody does. And uh, Friday night, the youth and young adults will be here meeting too and with Pastor Casey. And so probably Michelle, we see, you know, it's just six weeks now, the baby, probably seven weeks today, the baby is. So they're doing great. But God bless you. We will see you again. And hopefully we'll be uh, seeing you 
on the prayer on the Facebook live or hearing from you and liking and sharing and and forgive us for last week. I think most of the people was using all the Wi Fi in the church things that shut it down. But we are learning and we we're trying to grow and the main thing is we're just we we we're trying to go to the next level. We're trying. So Amen. so just pray for us, for God to help us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> God bless everybody. We hope you enjoyed this message from Freedom Ministries. For more information and to stay connected with us, find us on Facebook or the web at Freedom Ministries Crossing.